Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 330 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we continue with our study of November the 23rd to November the 29th, covering Ether 12 to 15, by faith all things are fulfilled. And today we're continuing with the section uh, which covers Ether chapter 12, faith in Jesus Christ can lead to mighty miracles. Um, this word faith is something which is pretty much key in this chapter, and it's something which that we will learn a lot about. Now, in Ether 12.6, we talked about this yesterday, about how faith uh, was a thing, is a thing that in, is a faith, is a belief, in, uh, is a belief in things which are hoped for and not seen. Sorry about that. But we didn't talk so much about receiving no witness until after the trial of our faith. Why is this trial of our faith important in the process of building our faith or using our faith. Um, in a know why, number 248, why must a trial of faith precede a witness of truth? Um, the Book of Mormon Central outlines a few important things with this. Um, they outline a number of instances this happens, and then they share a quote uh, from D. Kelly Ogden and Andrew C. Skinner, who said, quote, we know our mortal vision is extremely limited. There is a wide spectrum of waves and rays all around us that our eyes, incredible instruments as they are, do not see. In spiritual matters, we see not with our, our, our eyes, but with our spirits. Our spirit, enhanced and quickened or accelerated uh, by the Spirit of God, can see and understand far beyond any mortal capacity. Close quote. It is important that we understand um, that our faith, uh, our ability to see miracles can only be discerned uh, when we are in this, when we are focused on the spirit, in tune with the spirit. Um, and that needs to come usually uh, after we've had some sort of change. And, you know, trials are often the, the facilitators or the catalysts for change in our lives. I mean, of course, it is better if we can change when, when there are not trials, but trials do in, inevitably lead to quicker change within us. I loved this insight because it helped me once again to understand even more the importance of trials in our lives. Uh, the Book of Mormon Central Nowhy continues by saying, um, and I just lost the place I was at, by saying, quote, Each step of the faith journey is filled with trials and uncertainty, yet for those who diligently and patiently exercise faith unto obedience, the Lord will provide frequent spiritual experiences and assurances of the truth. Elder David A. Bednar taught that the faith that fuels this ongoing process develops, evolves, and changes. As we want again turn and face forward toward an uncertain future, assurance leads to action and produces evidence which further increases assurance. He further explained that this helix is like a coil as it and as it spirals upward, it expands and widens. Close quote. Without these trials, we would not change enough. Um, these trials are more far more than just to provide uh, an opportunity to help us change and, and gain answers. They help us become what our Heavenly Father wants us to become. Without these trials, we would not do so. Um, what is interesting, and I'll, I'll come back to this in a minute, but in verses 11 to 17, he lists um, a group of people that had um, marvelous spiritual experiences through their faith. Uh, for example, Moses. Um, he he mentions he mentions Moses. He mentions Alma and Amulek. He mentions Nephi and Lehi who were in prison. He mentions Ammon, and he mentions um, the uh, three disciples. 
Now, when you think of all those individuals that he lists, I've always just thought, oh, yeah, they were great, faithful people. They had great miracles happen to them. That's why he's listed them. But actually, with this understanding now that trials need to happen because they make us change, they require us to change, they are game changers, as it were, um, then that's when the miracle happens. The trial comes and then the witness of faith comes. Um, Moses, for example, you know, great miracles and things that happened when there was pressure put on by the by the Egyptian pharaoh, either to not let his people go or to chase down the Israelites and kill them. That's when the, the miracles happened after the trial of his faith. When Alma and Amulek were cast into prison, the miracle happened after they were tortured and were well, not tortured. We're not sure if they were tortured, uh, but when they were persecuted and tormented in that prison, that's when the miracle happened. Nephi and Lehi, once again, were given the trial of being put into prison by the Lamanites. And that's when um, the great miracle of the prison falling happened. Ammon and his brethren, um, I mean, Ammon obviously had the trial of having to uh, look after the king of Oni's flocks, and that's when a great miracle happened. But actually, there was scorn and mocking from their own people before they left. There was There was a trial then, and that's when great miracles happened. Um, you know, all of these experiences are people who had a great miracle happen after there was a trial of their faith. And so, you know, when we have trials in our lives, we shouldn't really question why they happen or why would they happen to us? Because actually, when you look at the the history of mankind, when you look at the scriptures, great miracles, great blessings came to those people after a trial of their faith. Um, and I just thought that was wonderful. That was a really interesting insight. Uh, and I'll share that, no why, onto the... Um, onto the Facebook group because it really helped me understand why why this had why there had to be um, this trial of your faith um, and why a witness comes after that trial because you yourself change um, and are kind of forced to I want to say forced to change and that's when the miracle happens in verse eight um, he talks again a bit more about hope and the heavenly gift. In verse 8, he says, But because of the faith of men, he has shown himself unto the world and glorified the name of the Father and prepared a way that thereby others might be partakers of the heavenly gift, that they might hope for those things which they have not seen. Um, yeah, again, when we have when we see people who have experienced a faith-building experience, they can bless others and help them be assured and prepared to receive the heavenly gift uh, of 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 these blessings. Joseph William McConkie and Robert L. Millet said this, quote, the heavenly gift of which Moroni speaks is the forgiveness of sins and the companionship of the Holy Ghost and the accompanying gifts of the Spirit that are bestowed upon the just and faithful saints of God. The Apostle Peter spoke of this gift as the divine nature that through the atoning grace of Christ swallows up the natural man. Through faith and acceptance of Christ's atoning plan and mercy, people can be cleansed of iniquity, transformed into new creatures. During the golden era of the Nephite Zion society, the people partook of the heavenly gift, which produced a society free of contention and disputation, injustices and inequities, lasciviousness and crime. From the words and examples of faith of these holy men of God, as found in the scriptures, Moroni desires that others may also come to have that kind of faith and hope and thereby partake of this heavenly gift. Close quote. The heavenly gift is available to us, the gift of being able to receive forgiveness of our sins, of having the Holy Ghost with us. And it's through our faith uh, that we can receive this. Uh, Moroni then lists a, a group of people who um, who exercised this faith and through a trial received a witness of their faith. 
uh, and we've discussed that already. But I want to conclude this study session today with this verse 19, which I absolutely love. It's one of my favourites. It says, And there were many whose faith was so exceedingly strong, even before Christ came, who could not be kept from within the veil, but truly saw with their eyes the things which they had beheld with an eye of faith, and they were glad. I love this idea of an eye of faith, because it is with that eye of faith that we're able to see what the Lord has in store for us, the great blessings available to us. If we will just look upwards toward heaven and use that eye of faith to see the marvellous blessings and the mercies of our Saviour, then we will be blessed to um, to have a strength to move forward in that faith. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said this, quote, One is inclined to say that surely God could block such an experience if he wished to, but the text suggests otherwise. This man could not be kept from within the veil. This may be an unprecedented case of mortal man's desire, will and purity so closely approaching the heavenly standard that God could not but honour his devotion. Given such faith, we should not be surprised that the Lord would show him visions that would be relevant to the mission of all the Book of Mormon prophets and to the events of the last day dispensation, close quote. In this, Elder Holland is talking about the Brother of Jared, but we all, to some degree, can receive these glimpses of vision. Um, we're often, you know, encouraged if we are called to a calling in the church or particularly a, a calling where we're leading, whether it's an organisation president or something like that, that we are invited to seek a vision for that. Um, and with an eye of faith, um, we can seek to be or begin to seek to receive that. Uh, we must, of course, have the purity, the faith um, and the the desire uh, to be able to do this. Uh, but the Lord will allow it if, of course, we have um, that desire to to receive it. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do follow the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session at Gmail. No, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session if you want to uh, get some updates and hear some other people's um, studies. And also you can email session at gmail.com if you'd like to join on in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.